Hey, Got everybody. It. Oh, sorry. I okay. You didn't tell me. All right. Jesus Christ, Dave. I try to be professional. Yeah, I'm, it's a mass amateur hour. I know it. Here we go. Make me a deal and make it good for me. I won't get full of myself. I can't afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away. A song away. A song away. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and this is your Monday bonus episode. Now, normal, normally I'm laying down the hits and the intros by myself, but today I wanted some company. So I've invited your friend and mine from New Jersey, Mr. Dave Festini. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing quite well, Pat. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad you agreed to do this with me. I just didn't want to do it alone tonight. I was feeling, feeling like I needed a buddy in the room. Anytime. I love it. I love doing it. I this tell you, interesting. I'm, it's just an interesting one too. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, interested to hear people's first concerts. Cause we kind of, you run the gamut as far as ages are concerned. So sure. it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. There are a few crossovers and I want to thank Mike Markle for choosing this topic. Thank you, Mike, a Patreon supporter. That's how you get involved in these people. Just, uh, support. Gotta do it. Support the show for two bucks a month. You win a prize. You throw down an intro. I don't edit your intro. You say whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. You go on a rant. You you, you read your manifesto. I don't care. And then, and then you play a song. Wait, by, wait it's time out. And then There's you play no a song limitation. by a culture club. What? <laughs> There's no limitations at all. You'll play well, anything. I mean, it would have to. I mean, look, no. I mean, you can't. You can't insult a group of people. Right. No, you nothing. Know, you can't. Uh, you can't throw down words that aren't that we don't use. Yeah, I'm not talking true. swear words. I'm not talking George Carlin words. That's I'm true. Talking about derogatory words for groups of people. You can't do that. Right. No, you can't defame anyone. Right now, right. if you want to call me and Dave assholes, you can do that. Yeah, that's <laughs> certainly not the first or the last time that's going to happen. Now the air conditioner just turned on. I got to get up and turn it off. I'm not editing this out, Dave. You're going to talk a little bit about your day for two seconds. My my day. Well, uh, a big way actually it was a rather uh, it was momentous today. My daughter turned 21. My daughter Julia. Uh, we went out to dinner. She had her first legal adult beverage, and now Pat's back. Now, do you think that she's had illegal adult beverages? I know she has. We he- are. We are a, a household that kind of felt like um, they should get both children should get kind of the experience of handling an alcoholic beverage under the watchful eye of their parents before they are just kind of have it thrust upon them in an unsupervised arena. Wow, that sounded official. So, so when does that start? Nine, ten? Yeah, you know, well, around the time that you really needed to get them to go to bed. That's usually <laughs> uh, how that works. Um, like no, in I high don't. school, like if you think they're gonna go out and drink anyway, maybe you offer it up. Yeah, Matt just graduated. For this is gonna get me arrested. Will this get me uh, uh, legal trouble? I don't think so. I mean, if they no? just if they drink, can't kids drink at their house? I don't know how it works. I don't, th- I, if they're, if they're served by their parents, 
That's an excellent question. One I probably should have figured out. Um, no, Matt just graduated high school. Julia's in college. So, you know, like if we're, we're having a barbecue or, you know, whatever, we'll have, we'll let them, what's that word? Is that word imbibe? Is that the yeah. word? No, they're not getting wasted. No, of course not. And they're no, not they're going not. anywhere. They're staying home at the barbecue. Correct. They're not leaving. They're not driving. And they're certainly not getting intoxicated to the point of, you know, not being able to function. A leisurely drink with the family. Right. Just to get the taste of it and, you know, to have a little bit of experience before they're thrust out into the world of college, uh, not having any of that experience. So that's how we do it. Gotcha. And every, all families are different. Like we don't do that because we're good parents, but you know, (laughs) some families would go a different way. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, all right. Well, that's cool. And, and, uh, they, you, Julia popped in and said hello with your wife, Nancy. And uh, yeah, she lived, she looked respectable, right? She's not, you know, absolutely. Both of your kids do, including your wife. You're the odd man out. Um, exactly. And, did, same, in my family. same in my family. Okay. So like Dave teased, the topic today is people are going to play songs from the artists. They first, from their first concert. Well, I can't even, yes. I can't even sum it up. Or have you been drinking? No, not uh, alcohol. I okay. did have a man. I made myself like a double margarita last night because I play Zoom poker with my I friends did. on Sunday night, and I got right. I got hammered. I got hammered. <laughs> now I'm just home. I'm right here, but I got I drank it too fast. It was so too a double strong. margarita, just being basically two margaritas in the same glass. Two margaritas in the same glass over ice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it was the new Sammy Hagar uh, Santo. Of course. Uh, Reposado I mean, it's, tequila. It's the best. It's the best it was, tequila on the market, right? Who says that, Sammy? Yeah, of course. It was strong. I got to be honest. It was it was too strong for this lightweight. Sammy, uh, Julia Michael would probably Anthony. drink me under the table. <laughs> right. Exactly. Great. Something uh, else. We're going to uh, we're going to move on to the topic. But first things first, if you guys are Black Star Riders fans, uh, their new album comes out in January 2023. It's called Wrong Side of Paradise. But right now, if you go to iTunes, you can preview every single track. So if you're interested, you can purchase the new single, Better Than Saturday Night. And I kind of chili dipped all that. Better Than Saturday Night. And you can listen to all the tracks for 30 to 90 seconds. So if you're a Black Star Riders fan, go do that. All right. Back to us, Dave. First concert. Yes. You picked some tunes. I picked some tunes. And I'm going to say we got about, I don't know, 15 intros and songs. It's a lot less than normal. I don't know if people missed the. uh, Was the time period less? I mean, I don't know how. Well, the time period was a little bit less because I'm going out of town this week and I needed to get this one in the can. Okay. But because of that, I think I'm going to, usually I don't send these out to the ASAP club, but I think I will send this one out for just the fun of it. Okay. Usually the Monday bonus episodes just drop, but these, uh, these Patreon curated episodes always drop the first Monday of the month. So if the right. first Monday of the month is if the first, then it's on the first. If it's the fifth, then it's the fifth, whatever it is. And again, to take part in these episodes. Two bucks a month on Patreon. Two bucks a month. It's nothing. You'll never miss it. You probably probably find that in the couch cushions. You definitely could. And if you win a prize, Dave, Jesus Christ, you're in the money. Yeah. You make just like that. You make your I'm, money back, and I'm then giving some. away two copies of Kenny Loggins' book this Friday. 
or not this, but well, the, as of this record, I don't know what the prize right, will right. be when this drops. It'll be something good. It's always something good. I got two Billy Jewel albums on colored vinyl that I could give away. Oh, I got Stormfront. That hurts me. Hurts me personally. I got Piano Man and I got Stormfront. And the the Stormfront one is a nice uh, reddish kind yeah. of maroon color. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to sell it. People know. It's true. All right. Here we All go, right. Dave. Who's who Dave, do we got? Who's first? I'm going to do Mike Markle first because this was his idea. Okay, it's fair. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna click it, and we're gonna listen. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Maybe uh, I thought it would. Hi, Pat, and all the rock solid listeners. This is Mike Markle from Philadelphia. My first concert was Sweet, opening up for Foghat at the Hershey Park Arena in June 1978. And I had just graduated from high school. It was summertime. Life was good. My friend Kurt and I drove an hour to Hershey Park Arena, got there early, got in the doors. It was festival seating. So we ran for the stage and uh, we had got really good spots. We were maybe three rows back. And I clearly remember the lights being down and the band suite coming out on the stage and all of a sudden the spotlights went on and they started playing the song action and um but that's not the song that i want pat to play i uh the third or fourth song they played was ballroom blitz and uh that's my pick for for this episode so just being like 30 feet away from the band playing ballroom blitz just blew my mind because rock and roll stars to me were just these mythical figures that didn't really exist in real life and uh, anyway, it was really cool. Foghat was great, too. But I have to admit that uh, it was a very hot night in Hershey Park Arena. And my friend and I had left after about four songs. So we were just exhausted. On a side note, Brett Michaels from the band Poison was there at that very same concert. That was his first concert, too. And um, he said in an interview that that set him on his rock and roll path. Okay, that's all. Take care, everybody. much should i play it's it, i mean I, I don't what's the limit i don't know that there's a limit oh, it's true we didn't get to the chorus yeah we'll get to the chorus and then i'll cut it off yeah and the girl in the corner let no one ignore her she thinks she's the passionate one. Oh yeah it's like lightning everybody was fighting and the music was soothing There we go. There you go. Since we talked through it, it's fine. I don't really understand. No one's going to, no one's going to isolate that 60 second clip and then use that as their official version of ballroom blitz. No, for I sure. Mean, come on, people. Come <laughs> on.
All See, right. I'm not, that's all I know. I, I don't I don't know. I know nothing else by uh, Sweet. Oh, yes, you do. Do I? Uh, yeah, I'm going to give you I'm going to school you in it right now. And this is right. why the show will be three hours long. Because of things <laughs> like this. I told Dave, hey, man, we'll keep this about 90 minutes. Cool. Yeah, everyone's cool. But uh, OK, let me play some other stuff, you know. OK, you ready? OK. Wrong version. Here we go. <laughs> There's two versions. This is the single version. That you know. This is Fox on the Run. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. probably why I I recognize it. All right, but that but Ballroom Blitz I always felt it was like a novelty song. It's not a Huey Lewis song. Oh Jesus! Really? What are All we right. ten minutes in? You might know this one. No, you don't know this nope. either. All right. Nope. Okay, I'm gonna find I'm gonna find an oh here you gotta know I know you know this one. I know you do. You're gonna play ballroom blitz again. Oh uh, Little uh, Willie. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yes. All right, maybe you know sure. Wigwam Bam. I've been good to know him too. She was the words like he'd never heard that made him all shudder inside. But she said, Wham, bam, bam, gonna make it wham, bam, wham, bam. Maybe? No, that one I don't know, but I'm seeing a pattern. All right, you'll know this one, and this one sounds different from their other stuff. Love is like oxygen. Nothing. No. Wow. Were you now? Did aliens bring you down to the planet like post nineteen seventy? Well, if an alien was my mother, yeah, I was born in seventy two. Yeah, I feel like you should know. You know, you should know I those. Mean, I as knew well a couple as... of them. I initially started out saying I only knew Ballroom Blitz, so you well, you know success. They were all number ones, much like England Dan and John uh, Ford Coley. Um. Okay, Dave, let's go. go. I'm going to defer to you. What is the first song you want to play from your concert experiences? So the first uh, the first concert I ever went to, uh, it was 1988, September 16th, 1988 at the Philadelphia Spectrum. It was Daryl Hall and John Oates. Wow. In their hometown. In their hometown. It was the uh, Ooh Yeah tour. <laughs> uh, and if it wasn't all, if I wasn't already catching hell from my older brother for going to see Hall and Oates, I bought a concert shirt from that tour, which oh, was the I, album cover. Oh my God. The colors such, are terrible. The colors are terrible. Like Daryl is making a looking over at John with this weird look on it. It was not a, yeah. You know, again, you know, your friends are wearing poison shirts and, 
Motley Crue and I'm walking around in an ooh yeah. It said Daryl Hall and John Oates, ooh yeah, at the bottom of it. And then and that's the that's the sound uh Hall makes. <laughs> really? He's a power bottom. Um, <laughs> all right. So I mean, look, they always look like a couple in their album covers. I didn't design them. I, the earlier ones for yeah, sure. Yeah. Especially. Yeah, yeah. So what's yeah, the HDO picking? cover where they're yeah. sweaty? Sweaty and looking Very. at I like again, I like to turn that on its side and it looks like they're on top of each other. What um what song are we playing? Uh well, I I initially thought like my favorite out al- my favorite song from that album is Downtown Life, and I was shocked to see that it wasn't on the playlist. I went to Setlist FM and looked it up. It's crazy. Um, so I went and one of my favorite songs, if not my favorite song by them, is Adult Education, which was played that night, and that's my song. And it's from the Rock and Soul Part One Best of Collection. Right. It's one of the greatest new tracks ever to appear on a greatest hits album. I Along agree. with the and other one, say it isn't say so. It isn't so, right? Two killer yep. songs, because yeah. they could do no wrong back in '83. There was gold. Everything they touched turned to gold. Let's hear it. Yeah, like Hall would touch Daryl, and Daryl <laughs> Oates would touch. <laughs> yeah, I know. Perfect. What are they trying to tell us? is such a great song it really is one of I mean, one of my not just one of my favorite hall and oates songs but one of my like favorite 80s songs it's so good it's uh i'm gonna have to listen to the uh hall and oates i know it's actually daryl hall and john oates i'm yes. gonna have to listen to their catalog before the year ends since i'm doing discographies uh, on oh yeah discography Rocks, and it's Rocks big Island. too like people it, you know a lot of a lot of people don't know the the earlier 70s yeah, stuff but it's you know what it's pretty strong top to bottom in my opinion. There's not many clunkers. I have to admit that I'm not really familiar with the earlier stuff. The, the uh, what is it? Were they on Atlantic? Uh, I, I think, think they're on RCA and then Atlantic. Yeah, but even though you don't know it, it's and it's different from this '80s stuff. But it's still it's still some solid fun stuff. And that's all I got to say about that. All right. All right. So my first concert ever was kiss oh god dynasty tour <laughs> from what i read about the dynasty tour i always read that the shows that they were that they were bad that the band wasn't good and the shows sucked but i didn't have anything to compare it to so i thought it was well, great was, was it all four original members still oh, yeah 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 okay. even though peter doesn't play on that album right he was still in the band and touring 
And I just thought it was amazing. I mean, the effects, the the stage was all white and they had added color to their costumes. So I just thought it was amazing. May I ask how old you were? Um, 1979, I would have been 15. Okay. 15 and a half. I had turned It'd be hard for Kiss to screw it up for a 15-year-old, especially at your first concert with no yeah. frame of reference. Yeah, and it's a big deal too because it was in Pittsburgh and I couldn't drive and my friend I went with couldn't drive. But they did these blue and white bus tours where your parents would take you into the mall and you would get on a bus and the bus would take you to the Pittsburgh Civic Arena and drop you off. And then the bus right. obviously stays there. And then and then they bring you home. So it was a big Any deal. sort of debauchery on that bus? Not from me. Not no that drinking. I saw. Well, just in general. I know you were a saint. I, I, I don't even remember. I mean, I wasn't like, you know, Julia and your kids that were trying alcohol at you know, at a young age, but uh, I was a, no, if uh, was sure, I'm sure there was, but it was, we were just so excited to be going to a concert. Yeah. Now yeah, my, I, I, I no way I wasn't going 15. I was, would probably have been, well, my parents might've taken me, I guess, but yeah. Um, I think I was like, I don't know, 16, 17. I was shocked too. Cause my mom called the band that damn kiss. <laughs> So I think my mom thought that was the name of the band, that damn kiss. So, Not familiar with the content at all. Or did you care? I had the biggest kiss poster you can you can imagine oh. on my wall. It was so big. It took up like the whole wall. And um, yeah, I just she just thought they were like the most insane thing ever. And now when you listen to it, it's like, I don't know, sock no, hop rock. Soft, sophomore, sophomoric. So sophomoric. But um yeah. But I'm going to spare you, Dave. I'm not going to play a Kiss song. Really? Because if I'm going to tell you the band that I actually saw first live, it would to be the open. band that opened for them. That's fair. And they were a band called New England. Okay. And they were, I think they're from. I think they're from Connecticut or somewhere. They're from New England. And <laughs> Paul Stanley, I, I was. Paul Stanley was supposed to produce their debut album and then something happened. So Mike Stone produced it, but Kiss took them along for some dates and they had a minor hit with the song I'm going to play called Don't Ever Want to Lose Ya." And here we go. See if you heard this. Probably not. Is that a first listen for you? Absolutely. 
And what do you think? I was that that wasn't at all offensive to the ear. Yeah, I okay. like that song. Yeah. I don't know if there's any other good New England songs, but that one's good. I'm not sure. You know, just I don't know what what Paul Stanley could have contributed to that song. Let me tell you something. I would have fucked it up. <laughs> I would have said, "Talk about sex. Don't ever want to lose your sex. Don't ever want to lose your titties." I would have said all kinds of crazy stuff. Make it sexual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. What, I don't know. Wow! Don't ever wanna wow lose your love. Yeah, I don't know what he would. I, I don't think he could have helped it. No, not at all. All right, let's move on with some listeners. Right. So this, this is. I think this might be the only lady, the only lady on the show today. It's again. Yeah. It's a dude-heavy show, ladies. If you support the show, get involved. We love hearing your voices. And Dave, you know this lady. And I know this lady. Mm. And so let's listen to this lady. And actually, the song she picked has the word lady in it. I'm not kidding. Here we go. (laughs) Hi, Pat and the Rock Solid family. It's Karen Landry coming to you from Canada's East Coast. My first concert was Loverboy with opening act, no name at the time, Brian Adams. Still really a no name for me. Anywho, uh, the song I'm choosing today from Loverboy is Lady of the 80s. Thank you. simply titled or called i was trying to say both of those words at the same time just lover boy lover boy by lover boy yeah i like that song that was great yeah Yeah. nice one from karen brian adams and lover boy not a bad show well i think when you're in canada that that's that's mandatory (laughs) it has to be your first show brian adams lover boy and that's the only double bill they can they can come (laughs) up with like Yep. I don't understand. Uh, people in Canada seem to dislike Brian Adams. I know lately he said some stupid crap, but even prior to that, why the hate from Canadians and Brian Adams? I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know why they don't embrace him. Like they embrace triumph <laughs> or honeymoon suite. I don't know why. Um, I will say that Brian Adams and Loverboy back in the day had the same manager. I think his name was Bruce Allen. And I read an article with him back in the day because who would read an article with Bruce Allen now? But anyway, um, and he said that Loverboy was for now and Brian Adams was for his retirement. Mm. So he felt even back then that Brian Adams was going to be the biggest or the bigger star. But I mean, I saw I think, Lover Boy a couple of years. They're still kicking ass. They're still they're, great. They're touring with uh, Styx and Ario Speedwagon, which I bet is an incredible show. Well, they're coming here, I believe, in October solo to my the club right by my house, which is the uh, Canyon Club. 
So I'm definitely going to show up there and uh, I, I would for sure try to get a free ticket from my friend of the show, Mike Reno. Try. There I'll is get, no try. I'll get one. Right. I'll get of it. Course. All right. Let's move on to. Uh, and, I, and Okay. I did. It's a double shot. Okay. We're going to hear more lover boy. I hope that's okay. That's fine. What do you think of lover boy? Do you, do you like their first five albums? Um, I do. I mean, I was never a huge Loverboy fan, although I just recently purchased, I found Wild Side, which was the 88, 89 album. I think that's their um, fifth album. That it kind of got swallowed up and, but has some really good songs on it. That there's yeah. like what Notorious is Notorious, yeah. John Bon Jovi and I think Fairbairn, uh, Bruce Fairbairn produced it. And I think Bob mm-hmm. Rock engineered it. Like it's a really solid, that's a solid album that just kind of got ignored fairbairn produced all their albums except the fourth album loving every minute of it i believe that's what it's called which which was produced i think by nevison really i think Hmm. you can look it up while i I play this up and you can i only know what i think i know so if i'm wrong i don't care all right here's an intro and then a song Hi everyone, this is Garrett Chamberlain in Hillsborough, Oregon. My first concert was the 1982 Oregon Jam. I was eight years old. The big story from that concert was that, first of all, I was standing on an ice chest, so I was a little taller than everyone standing around me. And everyone was tossing around beach balls and stuff like that. And while Joan Jett was on stage, someone threw a frisbee up. She took the frisbee, locked eyes with me, and threw the frisbee to me. Uh, which made it an awesome first concert experience. Love it. The headliners for that show were Loverboy and Foreigner. And for the song to play, I chose Lucky Ones because it's the song that Loverboy used to open their show. Thanks, everyone. By the way, if you're going to get an album autographed by Loverboy, it's got to be Get Lucky. There's a ton of space for them to sign. They can sign almost anywhere. That's the one that I got signed, and it looks sweet on the wall. So what did you find out for me? Am I right? Am I wrong? What did I? You are incorrect. Okay. Oh, no, no. Uh, Let me. Okay. I I know who produced the fourth album. uh, Tom Allum. Yes. Who of Judas Priest fame. Right, because I think he spoke, I think Mike Reno spoke to this when you interviewed him. Yes, and Mutt Lang wrote Love and Every Minute of it. Yes, he did. That is true. And and it sounds very much like a Def Leppard song because it kind of has those, that sing-along type stuff. Yes. And then all the other albums are produced by the first, the other four produced by Bruce Fairbairn. 
Aren't you glad yep. you looked all that up so that I wouldn't listen uh, to you? Well, of course. Well, you did, you did listen to me. I but, did. You know. All right. Let me tell you a lover boy story. Okay. Because uh, both times I saw them in the 80s, they had uh, opening acts that uh, I had maybe seen on MTV or I didn't know at all. The second time I saw Loverboy at the Pittsburgh Civic Arena, the opening act was Zebra. Oh, my. And Mike Reno was drunk and Loverboy was really bad. <laughs> but the first time I saw Loverboy was at the Johnstown War Memorial, a much smaller venue. We were really close to the stage. Loverboy was great that night. And the band that opened was a band that I didn't know. So let me play a song for you from that band. Here we go. Hey, you. It's a single stinker. I know it happens almost every time. I also know that nothing lasts forever. Uh. So now you want to go and change your mind Forget about the time we together and Do you think that I'll shoot myself When you tell me that it's over You say you've had a change of heart You better think it over, baby Did you really just tag change of heart with the, the, the stinkeroo uh that was just that was just to needle you a little bit. Now I'm going to tell you this: Huey Lewis and the News were fantastic that night. Of course they were. They came out and just blew the roof off the place. They were so good. I didn't know if Loverboy would be able to follow them. And having never didn't really know anything about Huey Lewis other than maybe Do You Believe in Love from MTV, right? And uh, and both bands were great that night. But Huey Lewis was, they were just as good as Loverboy. And they, they really used their hour, what, however long they played. It was fantastic. And picture this is my favorite Huey Lewis album. I really think it's good. This doesn't make up for all of the harassment. What? You know. It does I'm sorry. No, not at all. Really? You got a long way to, get a long way to go. Well, look, here's, here's how I'm going to address that to you, Dave. All that stuff you just said. All right. I just don't understand it. Okay. Are we moving on? Moving on. Moving on. All right. Now, this next guy, he's a friend of Pilar's for ages. He's now my friend. <laughs> um, he didn't think I would have this song. So he sent me a $50 iTunes gift card. Wow. Because the song is off Ramon's Road to Ruin 40th anniversary set. And on, on iTunes, to buy that set, it's $49.99. This guy didn't realize that I could simply buy that song for $1.29. So, 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 Kevin, I only bought the song, but I don't know how to give you back $48. So if it's okay, I'm just going to spend that on some stuff I like. <laughs> well, let's hear the intro and then we'll hear the song. Oh, no. And thank you, Kevin. Hi, Pat Francis and Rock Solid Nation. This is Kevin Compton from Reading, Massachusetts. Although I've now adopted Massachusetts as my home, I grew up in Queens, New York. 
and I still can't believe that my mom let my 15-year-old self take the subway into Manhattan on New Year's Eve, December 31st, 1979, oh to see God. those sons of Forest Hills, Queens, the Ramones, ring in the new year at the Palladium in Greenwich Village as my first concert experience. Okay, I had to pause it for a second. First of all, bad parenting. Yeah, little. <laughs> 15, he took the subway into New York on New Year's oh, Eve. New Year's Eve. To see the Ramones. Oh, my God. Now, look, guys, I don't listen to these intros. So, like, I didn't prepare anything to say. This is the first time I'm hearing this story of bad parenting. Okay, let's continue it. <laughs> because there's still more. There's 52 seconds more. I hope I nothing bad happened. Right. Oh, I lost my virginity and I did cocaine. <laughs> Against my will. Against my will. And I lost my virginity because Hall and Oates were there. Okay, here we go. I enlisted my friend and next-door neighbor, Ed Negri, to go with me. We really didn't know what to expect, but it was an amazing show. They just blasted through 32 songs, one after the other. <laughs> and the longest songs really clocked in only at about two and a half minutes. I remember my ears ringing all day New Year's Day. I know this because they released the whole show as an extra on the 40th edition release of Road to Ruin. So rather than play the studio version of a song they played, I can have you play the actual version of the song that we heard that night. Wow. I'm choosing the song Commando. It's That's one of my wild. favorite Ramon songs. I remember Ed Negri's mother liked it because the second rule is be nice to mommy. Maybe that's why she let him go. I don't know. It's only one and a half minutes, so maybe you can even play the whole thing. If you listen closely, you might hear 15-year-old me completely losing my mind. On cocaine. Thanks, Pat. play it all kevin but that's an amazing story now i feel guilty i feel like i need to go and purchase the this entire box set dave what should i do i'll do whatever you tell me oh no you're not putting this on me you're whatever you no tell way. me to do i'll do all right well the sound quality that was awesome i think maybe maybe, you, maybe, maybe i'll just you, buy the all buy the, the whole things yeah there you go happy medium but here's here's what i want to know what kind of rager are his parents having that they're willing to put their 15-year-old on a, was it a bus or a train? I think it's some way, I think is what he said. You know, I'm going to I'm going to say on. this. I'm going to go out on a limb. That was the night Kevin's parents had a key party. <laughs> now, if you don't know what a key party is, Google it. It's very fun. I had Ooh. one with a. Uh, I had one one day with Murray. Now it was just the two of us. Ooh. I got his keys and he got my keys. <laughs> and that's all I'm saying. Yes. No details, please. All right. That would be tawdry. Now, Dave, do you want to hop in here with another? Or you want to wait a little bit? I that uh, sure. I am trying to remember. Oh, so I'm going to cheat a little bit though. On my second one, I'm going to be completely honest in the interest of uh, full disclosure. 
I saw two concerts at the same venue in the same month, about like two weekends apart, two weeks apart. Uh, so I picked the first one of those concerts and it was um, in both cases, I was actually going to see the opening act. So in this one, the headliner was tears for fears, which you know, I pretty much knew the hits as a kid. I wasn't a big tears for fears guy, but the opener at the time was Michael Penn ah. um, of no myth fame. So I really liked that song and that album he was opening up. So a friend, a friend of mine, I don't even know how I got the tickets because we didn't pay for the tickets. I think his dad got them or something. Uh, we went to the man music center in Philadelphia and uh, saw Michael Penn and tears for fears. I think we may have, sorry, Murray. I think we may have left during tears for fears. Um, <laughs> the song that I have included is this and that from is there, uh, his first album from the album called March. Uh, is there a big ramp up on this or does it start right in? What do you think? Starts right in. I think. All right. Let me play it. Michael Penn. I think Sean Penn's his brother. Yes, older brother. Will you cut me to the quick? Some kind of abandon. And I'm pouring over every word in my mind. And it isn't making sense. It's just coming back at random. And I already forgot what I expected to find. So maybe it's the wrong game. I'll shut down the replay. Maybe it's a case of heartless heart But I'm down for the count There's got to be some way To clear out whatever keeps us apart good tune he should have been more successful yeah that's a great that's a great album great debut album album by him i'm actually in the process of searching for that one on vinyl too for a reasonable price what's a reasonable price because we have a whole world of people that can look for this for you what's your reasonable Um, price for a used copy of that i would probably pay in the area it's like 15 bucks maybe all right and what if it's uh with, with shipping 20 I might, yeah, I might go 20 for that one. Cause it's, it's, uh, if someone finds it for 15, it'll cost four bu- bucks to send it to you. Right. All right. right. And, uh, 1989, that was, there was still vinyl then, of course. So yeah. Yeah. It was tailing off. They weren't releasing everything, but that, that one is out there on vinyl. Not Have you looked it up on eBay ever? Uh, I looked it up on Discogs. I'm looking it up on eBay right now. Okay. If it's here for a reasonable price, I'm just going to buy it. And there was a hit on that album. There was that, that's the album that, that No Myth is on. All right, I'm clicking my search. Right. Okay. King uh, that you are. I'm gonna and I'm gonna go from lowest price first. All right, that's in Germany. I don't want to buy anything from mm. Germany. Uh, here's one, twenty four ninety nine or best offer. Really. It says rare vintage, clean vinyl, yeah. no cover. Forget it. Oh, forget it. It's only got the sleeve. Then yeah, the next see. one is thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. It's from Spain, so shipping's twenty two bucks. So no, right? They figured out that this is a this is one that is in demand. All right, 
Next one, $69, uh, $4 shipping. But that's out of our price range by about the other uh, thing 50, too, the 54 far, bucks. Like foreign copies, I found, what was it? It was Daryl Hall's uh, Three Hearts in the Happy Ending Machine. I, I bought it and it was from Costa. It was like, it was from, it was from another country. Mm-hmm. And the, cause it was written in Spanish. Okay. Uh, and the quality of it was bad. Like the, the cardboard was crappy and the yeah. vinyl itself was, wasn't, wasn't good. So you also got to be careful too. When you're buying stuff, that's from another country. I bought uh, a used copy of that a few years back for like five 99. Cause I thought I was going to be able to get it signed, but no go, no <laughs> go. All right. Uh, moving on. Now we got, we're going to have a double shot again from the same band. So let's uh, really, yeah. Because, you know, that happens. A lot of people, this was their first. Some groups are like, there's a ton of people I know that Kiss was their first concert. Oh, here we go. But it's not Kiss. This is not Kiss, though. Oh, all right. But here we go. Hello, rock solid family. Andy Solom from Tampa Bay here. The first act I ever witnessed live was Jafria. They were the opening band for what I call my first concert, Foreigner, in March 1985. I was 16 years old and went with a couple of my buddies to the Lakeland Civic Center. It was a fantastic show, and as expected, Foreigner played all of their hits and a few tracks off their current album at that time, Agent Provocateur. My choice is one of my favorite Foreigner deep cuts, though it did get some FM rock radio airplay. This is Break It Up. That's a good sounding record. I love that song. So good. good we need we need some foreigner albums released on colored vinyl. One of them was. They actually four was four was released on colored vinyl. Red. Do you have that one? Uh, of course I do. Right. Now are you standing up now? I am. I, I have a standing desk, so I'm standing up. Is that a pricey uh, purchase? A standing desk? Uh, this one was just like a hundred bucks, I think, on Amazon. Really? So it's not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not one of those fancy ones that you know you you press the lever and you pull it up and and that's it. Now you that's it. I want you to find the link for that, the exact one you purchased, and send it to me because I'm interested in getting one of those because everyone tells me that sitting is death. Yeah, sitting's not good. So sitting's not good. So yeah, I'd like that. to maybe I'd like to stand once in a while. I would have loved to have seen Farner in their heyday and he said the agent provocateur. i was talking about before. sitting and standing and you just oh, uh, so i'm sorry god damn, you know i brought it back to li- the topic you didn't even listen of course yeah. i listened i told you i was sending you the link i was i was trying to get some uh health advice from you you, and you just want to lament being older and sitting <laughs> his death i think I, I think my interviews would be better if i was standing while i interviewed people it's certainly possible give me i think i'd have i think i'd be energy. energy i think i'd have energy or something all right. It's not okay. Talk about four and four. Not a Red Bull. Um, 
talk about for i just i love that album it, it's the it's i wish that mutt lang had gone on to produce subsequent albums for them but yeah. the more i read about them back in their heyday they were just a mess <laughs> so you know all right jumping from producer to producer just a mess uh i want to note that andy solemn has co-hosted this show three times we've done three journey episodes and i also want to backtrack to remember kevin compton his parents uh, let him do just about anything he wanted to when he was 15 including going uh, to new york city to see the ramones kevin was here live and co-hosted a show about xtc so seek that episode out all okay. right mo- moving on we got another foreigner song another intro so let's hear it works for me i know you love the foreigner i do the classic lineup they don't get enough credit do you like six members or four i i don't really have a i like everything from all uh lineups even the new lineup i thought that album was really good i know foreigner f-a-u okay okay here we go Hey, Pat and Rock Solid Nation. Jeff Scoble from Detroit, back again to contribute a song to this first concert Patreon episode. My first concert was a bit of an odd one. Back in 1982, I was still learning about rock music and discovering a lot of bands at the time. My best friend suggested we go to the Toledo Speedway Jam, an annual event where multiple bands performed in a Woodstock-style field for many thousands of fans. In June of 82, the bands were Donnie Iris, Triumph, Ario Speedwagon, and Foreigner. We sat what seemed like a half mile from the stage, and the sound wasn't great, to say the least, but it was fun seeing these bands I'd only heard on the radio and hearing some of their big hits. On a side note, while I was watching the concert with my binoculars, some random woman took off her top and started dancing around, so that was my first live in-person boob sighting, so a pretty great day all around. Foreigner was the headliner, so I'll pick something I know they played that day. When those boobs come out, that's double vision, right? Ah, ah yeah. dumb joke. Any okay. hot-blooded young uh, young American male would love it. Mm. it? No? When you see those <laughs> boobs come out, check it and see. <laughs> All right, I've backed up uh, Jeff's intro so uh, as not to uh, taint it with. I don't know. I can't think of a word. Here we go. Something I know they played that day. One of my favorite tunes from their self-titled debut album, "Long Long Way from Home." Thanks, Pat. I hope everybody's staying safe and healthy, and as always, keep on rocking. tune i I just get i just get angry i get angry when i think about how they're not in the rock and roll hall of fame i think they will be 
Yeah, they're going to wait for Mick Jones and Lou Graham to die. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be a bunch of no names up there. Right. And then the old singer from Hurricane is going to go up there. And uh... <laughs> now, look, <sighs> you said you liked all eras of Foreigner. You don't like that unusual heat. Don't lie. A couple of good songs on that it's album. A couple of good songs, but it's basically it's like Van Halen three with Gary Sharon. There's a couple good songs. They let Terry Thomas get too involved, the producer, the guy He's, who did the post Paul Rogers Bad Company uh, albums, yeah, which I actually like. But yeah, but he's kind of a generic producer, I think. Yeah, he's, there's a certain sound to him, and you know, Mick was probably wasted. Yeah, and they just you know kicked out an album because even if you like try to imagine Lou Graham singing those songs, those songs don't work. No, I don't think they're good songs. Right. Well, uh, what's the there's the one on there that I mean, I like a handful of them. Yeah, it's not off. It's not the worst thing in the world, but I get it. Yeah, not great. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, moving on. You ready? Yes. Well, what are you, aren't you, aren't you up? Well, I mean, I jumped in with that stinkeroo. Oh. <laughs> I want to get this one out of the way because it's our friend Aaron Khan coming in nice. with the longest intro. So. Dave, if you need, I know you just ate a blizzard. You probably have to go pee. This might be your chance. (laughs) I don't know if ice cream leads to urination, but okay. Anything cold for me makes me pee. (laughs) These are, man, these are important facts we're learning this evening. How old are you, Dave? I'm going to be 50 in November. All right. I'm eight years older than you. So in eight years, get ready for the cold peas to come. (laughs) (laughs) I'll make a a note of it. Okay. Now, look, Aaron, it's a very long intro. You know it. You know it. Is it over the the time? Is the suggested retail time? Aaron also always puts his intro and song together. So with intro and song, this is coming in at two minutes and 58 seconds, which I feel like that's going to be a long intro. Mm. Yeah. Do we need to put him in? Do we need to send him to rock solid court? (laughs) I thought you were going to say there's a, there's intro school. (laughs) Now, look, if you want to text school of broadcasting. Yes. If you want to text me, if you want to text while this is playing, that's cool. (laughs) All right, here we go. You ready? Yes. All right. Aaron Khan. Hey there, rock solid listeners. Aaron here again. And I decided to take part in this, my first concert episode. All right. Now, Aaron, just the fact that you're that you're talking means we know that you decided to take part. Clearly. Yeah. But that's his that's like his uh, that's like his intro always. That's, that's what he says. That's his intro. Sure. Now, this is stupid that I'm going to replay it because it's already too long, but I'm going to back it up six seconds because now I feel bad that I interrupted. And because you talked over it. Right. Yeah. And then at 30 seconds, I'm going to say something and back it up 30 and we're going to hear it like nine times. Okay, here we go again. Dave, stop talking. Stop making faces at me. Okay, here we go. 
Hey there, Rock Solid listeners. Aaron here again, and I've decided to take part in this My First Concert episode. Now, i got to be honest here. This is an intro that's coming in at almost the 11th hour, so to speak. When I heard what the topic would be for the next Patreon episode... I thought he said this intro is coming in at 11 hours. <laughs> right, I thought it was good. This intro is coming in at 11 minutes. Okay, that's at the 13-second mark, and now I feel bad. I'm going to back it up to the beginning. Here we go. Hey there, Rock Solid listeners. Aaron here again, and I've decided to take part in this My First Concert episode. Now, i got to be honest here. This is an intro that's coming in at almost the 11th hour, so to speak. When I heard what the topic would be for the next Patreon episode, I kind of held back on doing it. Not because I didn't want to, but I feel like most Rock Solid listeners already know what my first concert was. My first rock concert was Paul McCartney in April of 2002. And yes, I had the pleasure of meeting Sir Paul just about a half an hour before the show. Along with that, I'm sure listeners will remember that in the fall of last year, there was a Patreon episode for the Celebrity Encounter, which I did take part in. Pat did that episode with Daryl Asher. In my intro, I talked about how I met Paul and gave a short version of the story and focusing in on how Paul told me the inspiration behind Let It Be, which was a dream that he had about his mother. So I felt like, yeah, I don't need to take part in this next episode. However, at the time of this recording, I've had a change of heart, and here's why. Just this last week, my aunt found hundreds of bootleg CDs being offered on Buy Nothing. After getting in touch with the person who posted the CDs, I decided that, yeah, sure, I'll take them. Now, from what I remember, he told me that most of the CDs were recordings from shows from the East Coast. So all the Philadelphia venues, New York venues, and a couple of other places in between. But uh, yeah, mostly East Coast venues. I then wondered if there was a CD of a show that I went to. And it turns out there was. On the day that I'm recording this, July 17th, I got the CDs after meeting up with my uncle. And when I got back home, I looked in the box, and amongst the many CDs in that box, I found the Paul McCartney concert at the First Union Center in Philadelphia, PA, on April 16th, 2002, which is the very show that I attended. I couldn't believe it. Now, Aaron, I'm going to have to ask you to stretch a little bit. We're, uh, we need to fill some time, so we're just going to have you stretch just a little bit. Okay, can you do it? You can. Okay, cool. That I attended. I couldn't believe it. Now, for a song, I'm going to take something from that very bootleg. I remember before my uncle and I left Paul to make our way to our seats, my uncle asked Paul what the first song would be. Paul then proceeded to tell us that it would be this song, originally released by the Beatles in 1967. So taken from my first rock concert ever, here's Paul McCartney with Hello, Goodbye. All right, Aaron, I will say it's pretty cool to find yeah, a bootleg CD sure. of your first concert. So bravo on finding that on what, what was the site? Oh, give your, what, give your shit away.com or who wants illegal, this garbage? Was it who's wants illegal. this garbage.org? <laughs> Is anyone listening? <laughs> Dot net.
Now, when I, uh, you're not a good, we're not good people, Pat. He we're knows that this, this he is does. fun time. He knows it's we're a joking. comedy podcast for all things, things, music. It is awesome. <clears throat> it's two people now have been able to have the, their first yeah. concert. You know, yeah. The actual concert. That's, That's amazing. Really cool. And uh, yeah. I mean, and that Ramones one's an official release. Now, when I was talking uh, and I said, I was joking for Aaron to stretch. It reminded me of uh, a very funny story that happened at a funeral. Oh no. Okay. So uh, how many years ago is this now? Maybe eight or nine. We're uh, we're at a funeral for uh, a friend of ours. And uh, which is sad. It's sad. It's sure. very sad. And um, Michelle Nichols uh, of Star Trek fame, Lieutenant Uhura. Mm-hmm. She, uh, what's that? I said, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I thought you were correcting my pronunciation of Uhura. Oh, no. It was very, very, very well done. All right. Are you a Star Trek fan? No, I'm more of a Star Wars guy. All right. Star Wars guy? Star Wars guy. There we go. Star Wars, Star Wars dude. Scar Wars? What's <laughs> Scar Wars? I think that's a reality show that we need to create. <laughs> okay. So at one point, if anyone wanted to get up and say anything about the deceased, a remembrance or anything, um, you could. So uh, Michelle Nichols gets up and she's kind of just telling like a rambling story. And it's kind of more about her than about the deceased. Okay. And it's going on and on and on. So it's a bunch of my comedy friends who are assholes anyway. We're jackasses. And uh, one of my friends that is so hysterical, his name's Pete Moore, the funniest fucking guy. So funny. He can just make me laugh almost doing nothing. But he's across. It's an outdoor place. And he's across the way. And I happen to look over at him. And he is doing the stretch thing with his hands. Right. He's like, he's like looking at her and then looking at me and saying, stretch, stretch. And I start laughing. And oh. then one of my friends who's with me is like, what are you laughing at? And I go, look at Pete Moore. So all of us look over at Pete and now the whole group of us start to laugh uncontrollably. And it's not, you're not supposed to laugh at a funeral. No. Although the deceased would, would, he would enjoy that. He would have enjoyed that type of, uh, of, uh, anarchy at a funeral. So anyway, that's all, that's all I got to say about that. And, but did, but did Lieutenant Uhura notice all of you laughing? No, she didn't. And eventually they just beamed her up. <laughs> she just kind of disappeared. All right. She ended a- with, and yes, Shatner's a douche <laughs> and then just drop the mic. And then, and then the Tribble started acting up because apparently <laughs> they were serving Quadro Trinicale was in the grain. And then the HVAC system broke down and Scotty had to go fix it. It's terrible. Just terrible. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, oh, you know what? I didn't even, I just talked about a funeral. So let's play this next one. I just, I'm just seeing it in the playlist. This is perfect. This is our friend, Daryl Asher, also known as uh Citizen 61, he's got a brand new album out there, so please go search it out on Bandcamp. Bandcamp! And here's uh, here's Daryl. Hello, Pat and listeners. Daryl Asher here. The first concert I attended, I was 13 years old, 1974, in Detroit, 
Elton John on the Caribou Tour, which was the follow-up to Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Rather than go into any detail about how fantastic the concert was, I'm just going to read you the set list off of Set List FM. Funeral for a Friend, Love Lies Bleeding, Candle in the Wind. So that's why I play this, because it's Funeral for a Friend. Gotcha. I Handle just talked about a funeral for a about friend. About the death of a person. Yeah. Now I feel bad that I paused this. Should I start it at the beginning? <laughs> no, here, con- continue, continue with the set list, Daryl. Grimsby from Caribou, Rocket Man, Take Me to the Pilot, Benny and the Jets, Daniel, Gray Seal, Goodbye Yellowick Road, wow. Burn Down the Mission, You're So Static from Caribou, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Honky Cat, All the Girls Love Alice, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. And then the encore was Crocodile Rock, Your Song, and The Bitch is Back. Wow. Wow. So, pretty good concert. Pretty good. The song I recommend from this is Love Lies Bleeding, a great song that I think doesn't get enough attention. Thanks, Pat. Thank you. Like Elton John? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, I get I get hung up on that whole Elton versus Billy Joel thing. Well, we're I both think. we're both on board with Billy. Yes, I think so too. I think there's a lot of mm, substandard Elton John stuff out there, and it does which doesn't take away from his great stuff. My also the other thing is too, without Bernie Taupin, how much of Elton John stuff is great? Whereas Billy Joel wrote everything. I get it. I get it. Except Code of Silence. He wrote that with Cindy Lauper. You're going to hate on the bridge again? <laughs> no, no, I don't I like hate on album. the bridge, but it's, it's just okay. I, I love, I, I love Code of Silence. I love the song Code of Silence. I, love I like the, the song. Big Man on Mulberry. You, you hate Big Man on Mulberry Street. Yeah. That's a, that's for my mom. Great song. That's written for my grand, my granny likes it. That's for my mom. Uh, what's the other one on there that you can't stand? Uh, I don't like uh, Baby oh, Grand either. Baby Grand is just bullshit. <laughs> I, mean, I got done. to play a song with my hero. Oh, boy. But back to Elton John. No, there's some. Uh, there's a lot of Elton John stuff that I really like. Look, if you take Elton John's hits and put them up against Billy Joel's hits, it's a dead heat. I just like Billy Joel albums better. Is it? I think it because is. Here's the For thing: the hits. You, they he read that that set list off. I probably knew seventy percent of it. 
Well, he was playing some new songs off that Caribou album that we don't care well, about. True. I uh, I think if you counted up the hits, Billy would win as well. I mean, look, I choose Billy over Elton. I, I don't care who knows it. <laughs> I, he's become one of my favorite artists. As I get older, I like it better and better. Uh, yeah, it's true. I I agree. I agree, and especially if it's on colored vinyl. Yeah, and, but, it costs, uh, and it costs us a pretty penny to get it. But like, there's but Elton also has some sneaky hits. Like, uh, what is it? Mama can't buy you love. Like people forget about that one. I love that song when I was a kid, and you know now now too. Yep, that so. sneaks right up on you, hits you over the face. Yeah, <laughs> I'm making up my own terms tonight. My own. Saying. Mama can't buy you love, but apparently she can buy you a train ticket into New York City. <laughs> yeah right Eve. or or uh, mama can also give you an alcoholic beverage when you're at home and you're underage it's another thing mom and nancy can do wow fine bring her into this <laughs> how dare you so nancy's daughter turns 21 today that's cool uh yeah she did my my daughter too but yeah, yeah uh, well did. still we're we're not sure about that which kid do you, oh, wait when you uh when nancy was pregnant with your first did you want to have mm-hmm. a girl or did you want to have a boy? And be honest. Um, Don't give I me that. Pro- just healthy. No, 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 no. Uh, I I probably would have, you know, you, you kind of want the, the boy to, you know, do boy things like play, you know, throw the ball around yeah. and you think maybe you'll relate to a boy better. But having yeah. said that, I will tell you that there's definitely something to that whole daddy's little girl yeah. thing for sure. You know, so, and she's also I, got my stupid sense of humor. I definitely wanted girls because I don't do guy things. Mm. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to throw the ball around. <laughs> I don't want to do, I don't want to do any of that stuff. He's a son of three-year-old. He's throwing the ball around better than you. That yeah. sort of thing. Yep. I just, yeah, but I, I don't want to go, but like, I don't want to go to organized sports. I don't want to go to soccer. Mm. I don't want to go to baseball. I don't want to do any of that bullshit. And when they get older, it gets better. But in the younger ages, man, oh God, just T-ball games. It's, it's uh, murder, but t-ball, you do every kid things. in T-ball like, sucks. Every T-ball kid sucks. It's true. It's You're hitting it off true. a fucking T. They should have T-ball for grownups. Wouldn't that be great? There's a T-ball league for grown, And we just get to blast that ball off a T. <laughs> that would be so much fun. I would join that league. For I sure. would too. But you know, you collect toys and stuff and bottles of booze. That's uh, something uh, guys do. Um, sure, okay, but I don't want I don't want to do that with my kids. That's my thing. <laughs> That's your you don't want to share. That's my I don't want to share. Oh uh, well. <laughs> um, what? Uh, who? Which kids more like you? Julia. Uh, or Matt? Julia. Julia is for sure. All right. Yeah, we have the same dopey sense of humor. Always okay. have. And Matt and you are like because of you know the testicles. Matt hates me. It's really I mean, we really <laughs> no no no. Uh, Matt, it's funny. He he looks like me when I was a teenager. Uh huh. And you know we and we rough. It's funny. Nancy had three had two sisters growing up, so she has no frame of reference for like roughhousing and stuff. So <laughs> Matt and I would beat the hell out of each other because he didn't have a brother to do it. Right. And she'd be like, yeah, Nancy's freaking out. I'm like, this is what, this is what boy, this is how boys express the, how they care for each other. You know, they beat the hell out of each other and, you know, tease and, and, you know, that sort of thing. 
And since you're, Ita- to this? you're Italian, Festini's Italian, right? Abs- absolutely. So yes. you said, hey, Nancy, this is how the boys hang out. I didn't I didn't talk like that. Hey, ever. shut your mouth. We're oh, fucking geez. wrestling. Uh, backhanded. Uh, no, not at all. Italians don't uh, talk like that. I don't know if you're aware <laughs> of it. They don't talk like that. And they right. don't. Well, I wonder if this next guy talks like that because his last name is Papalardo. <laughs> Ken Parpolardo. I love that name. Wow. That's an original one. You don't hear how, that one every day. How many letters? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten in Papalardo. All right. I like his song and I like his first concert. Let's hear about it. Shut up, Nancy. Hello, Pat and Rock Solid listeners. This is uh, Ken Papalardo from Denver, Colorado. Um, those who listen to the numbers episode may or may not recall my story about my parents taking my brother and I to see Cheap Trick in 1979 when I was nine years old. But believe it or not, that was not my first show. My folks had also taken myself and that same older brother to see Rod Stewart earlier that year on his Blondes Have More Fun tour. I remember the song The Stripper playing as an intro and then the curtain dropped and Rod and band busted out onto the stage with this one, Hot Legs from Footloose and Fancy Free. All right. Now, there's a lot of bad parenting going on tonight. <laughs> this guy goes to a, his first concert. The first song he hears is a stripper. And then they it's go right insane. into hot legs. Uh, okay. His parents, but his parents were there. Look, parents, get a sitter. Your kids don't want to go to your dumb concert. <laughs> get a sitter. All right. Here we go. Because the song's great. I don't know if it's for a five and nine year old or whatever Ken said. Here we go. Let's break this down. It's not, it's a quarter to four in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's not in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. All right. And this is, this is a lady that's all horned up. And if I'm not mistaken, 17 years old. <laughs> Probably. I think there's a line in here where he says 17, 17 years old. Yeah. I, I think. Oh, another I think one so. to put on my I, cringy list. And I got to look it up. It's another one to put on my cringy list when I record that with Heather and Leah. All right, let's keep it going. All right, I'm uh, I'm hearing. Oh, you missed it! You missed it! Oh. Well, I'm. I just paused it. I'm going to push play okay. again. Is it all coming right. up? Are you looking at the lyrics? No, there's another. There's another line coming up. Oh Christ! First of all, in any saying, you be in the morning. Make sure you're gone. Yeah, that's what a not. gentleman. <laughs> Here we go. College, right? Yeah. That's hope. Let's hope. Grad College, school. Let's hope master's degree. Your honey. 
All right, that's enough. I love the song, but now I don't love it I as love much. I love the song too. Why? Because he says, "Bring your mother too." At one point, there's that. Oh, I'm yeah. just again. I'm going to record an episode with cringy lyrics with uh, Leah and Heather. They're going to come back, so I'm putting that on the list. Actually, let, wait, me, wait, let me wait, 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 wait. Where's another? Imagine how your daddy felt in your jet black suspender belt. Seventeen years old. He's trudging sixty four. I, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know. even know what that means, and it makes me dirt, it makes feel you, dirty. Makes you ill. How long do you think that song is? Don't look at the time. How long do you think that song is? Uh, I know it's. I know that the version that I was familiar with was the single because I actually had this single when I was a kid. It's it's long, right? It's like five minutes seven, and sixteen seven. seconds. Oh, it's five even, okay. So it's no. Yeah, it's you had this thought. And you, your parents let you buy that when you were a kid, huh? Some bad parents. I'm going so, on. They had no idea. They just had no idea. No. Oh, no. What? Oh, no. What'd you find out? Hot legs. You're well equipped. Hot <laughs> legs. Oh, your pussy's whipped. Hot legs. I just love your lips. I love you, no. honey. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember the yeah. pussy whip line now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let's. I love you, that. honey. I just bought that today. I bought Put Loose and Fancy Free on vinyl. Put that, put that song in the set list when you play out next time. Good lord! Do you when you play out? What's your band's name? Uh, my band's name is Mother Cover. And uh, and do you play Moni Moni? Do people yell "Get laid, get fucked"? No, we don't play Moni Moni. And I don't know. You know, it's funny. I hear that song played. And I expect to hear people doing that. And I, yeah. and I don't, I gotta and be so honest. It's in, my, it's in my house, but you know, I would rather hear people yell, get laid, get fucked during Moni Moni. than go bah, 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 during sweet Caroline. That ruins the song for me. Bah, well, wait a bah, minute. Bah. Yeah, but there's a whole other thing. And that's, they're two different songs. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Um, there's one a whole audience part- filthy lyric to sing for the ba ba ba. You, you think they should it? sing a filthy lyric? In there Sweet is Caroline? a filthy lyric. There, there is, is a filthy. Yes. What is it? Don't make. Don't make. Me I've say never it. heard this. Don't make me say it. Write it down and hold it up, and I'll say it. All right, because no one's going to see this video. Your hair is high and tight right now, and I yes, look like is. I'm going to go down to the DeLorean with. Uh, Marty McFly. That's how my hair looks. Marty. I can't believe I'm actually, I can't believe I'm writing this. Maybe this is. <laughs> Hold it up. Uh, I can't see. All right. Now, are you saying people say that? They did when right. I was in college. Well, I'm going to do it well, in college. Okay. I'm going to do it properly then by playing. I'm going to play sweet. I'm going to play sweet Caroline. And I'm going to ruin it for people. <laughs> I've never heard that at a Neil Diamond concert. Someone. Well, of course not. All right, here we go. Wonder how far into the song until I have to sing this. I can't begin to knowing, but then I know it's growing strong. And I'm going to sing what Dave wrote. I'm not making this up. <laughs> Wasn't the spring. And spring became the summer. Who'd have believed you'd come along? Here we go. Coming up. 
touching hands Reaching out Reaching out Touching me Was I in tune? Was I in key? How was oh, it? Oh, it was it was, uh, it was excellent. It was like it was recorded that way. Pretty uh, successful recording. Listen, if uh, if that, I want to know if go on, you know, go on Twitter, tweet at us, let us know if that's what if you remember that being sung to Sweet Caroline. I just thought it was weird that you brought up Sweet Caroline, which is the other song that I, has. I a, had no idea. I literally had no idea. And were you in a fraternity? Were you in a fraternity? I was not. No. Right, good for you. No, but I did spend many a night in a college bar. I'm sure. Now your kids have the disease. <laughs> the disease. All right. Here's a song. This guy's playing a song from my favorite band. So let's hear this intro and this song, and then I'll let Dave jump in here with something. All right. Hey, Pat. This is Dwayne Hoffman from Columbus, Ohio. First concert was in 1984. I would go with my mom to Ohio State Fair where she was selling kitchen cabinets. I would catch any concerts they had at the grandstand. I actually need to hear more about that, Dwayne. Your mom is selling <laughs> kitchen cabinets? I mean, some of these intros tonight, people are just throwing out this info. Wait, did we skip the last one? Did we play the song? Yeah, we played Hot Legs. Oh, that's right. Okay. All right, I thought he uh, said cheap trick and we missed it. All right. Some, these intros tonight are begging so many questions. <laughs> like, I really want to know why Dwayne Hoffman's mom was selling kitchen cabinets. Did he say at a county fair? I got to back it up. Yeah. I, okay. Is 16 it, seconds. It, I'm backing it up. It's too good. It's too good, Dwayne. <laughs> hey, Pat. This is Dwayne Hoffman from Columbus, Ohio. First concert was in 1984. I would go with my mom to Ohio State Fair where she was selling kitchen cabinets. I would catch any concerts they had at the grandstand. Is that a successful venue to unload kitchen cabinets? Maybe they had like booths there where you sold products. So you would like order them or set up like... I don't think she had her her uh, her inventory there. You're not leaving with a set. What'd you guys get? We got a funnel cake and we got kitchen cabinets. (laughs) All right, let's keep no, going. I think I think you're looking at the that their wares and then you're placing mm-hmm. an order. All right. Or maybe you set up an appointment. Oh, we'll come over and measure at right. your house. Yeah, gotta get a snow cone and I'm gonna need uh I'm gonna need some kitchen cabinets. Okay, right. Here we, here we go. Pick it right up where we left off. I'd walk around the fair, riding rides all day, playing carnival games, and I would uh head back to her in the cabinets and dump my uh, Van Halen mirror, my Stray Cats painter's cap, and my Iron Maiden headband, and any other crap I won, throwing darts at balloons. <laughs> and I put them in her uh, cabinet reserved for a purse and head to the grandstand. I saw three concerts in just over a week. I saw Utopia, wow. Eddie Money, yes. and Cheap Trick. Nice. All great shows. It's a little cloudy, but I think Cheap Trick was the first show I saw. 
Since they were still on tour for Next Position, please, let's play the single, I Can't Take It. Love that track. Thanks, Pat. Me too. My favorite cheap trick song, Dave. Oh, what a what album is that from? Next position, please. It's produced mm. by Todd Rundgren. I like that a lot. That song. Someone at the label dropped the ball big time. I I don't know why that wasn't a, a big hit, but that's my favorite cheap trick song. So yeah, thank you, Dwayne. That's a great song. You know what? I liked it so much, Dwayne. If you could have your mom call me, I'm going to buy some of those cabinets. And then after the show, Rick Nielsen bought a pantry from my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, Bunny Carlos also purchased a Lazy Susan. I want that to be noted. Um, Now, Dave, I told you this would take about an hour and a half, and Uh we're there right now. And I I don't know that we're close to the end yet. Are you still free? Absolutely. Where do I have to be? Well, I mean, it's 1030 on the East Coast. I'm fine. I don't have to be at work tomorrow until 10 o'clock in the morning. All right. So in about uh, 11 and a half hours. Yeah. Right. right. And are you working from home or are you going into the office? Tomorrow is an at-home day. Oh, so even better. I don't feel bad at all. Oh, you shouldn't. All right. I'm going to play one more of our uh, Patreon people. Then we're going to go to you. And the reason I'm going to jump into this guy is I don't know if we've played this artist ever. We had to have played him once but not much so here we go oops oops, oops. i didn't play the intro here we go no okay hey pat this is patrick brain from stony heights michigan just outside of detroit my first concert was paul young which i'm finally ready to admit uh explanation uh up till now, I have always said that my first concert was Alice Cooper and the Alice Cooper Trashes the World Tour. Uh, because my sisters, when I was a kid, dragged me to uh, see Paul Young, and there's no way I would acknowledge that that was my first concert. But over the years, I've been listening to Paul Young, yeah, really digging his stuff more, and uh, I, it's about time I admit it. Uh, anyway, my uh, the song that I picked is uh, "Come Back and Stay" because it's pretty grooving, and uh, you know I, I could pick "Every Time You Go Away," but I'd rather pick that for you know a Hall and Oates episode or something. Anyway, um, 
Thanks and uh, love the podcast. I won't be satisfied till you're by my side. Don't wait any longer. Come back. Why don't you come back? Please hurry. Why don't you come back? Please hurry. Come back and stay for good this time. Did you come back and stay? Totally forgot about that song. I love it. That's the first time I've ever heard it. Do you like it? It was okay. Kind of sounded like Saved by Zero in the uh, Ooh, chorus. Little, yeah, a little bit, right? Yeah. Huh. Now I hate it. Way to ruin <laughs> it for me. Um, I'm sorry. Was Paul Young, was he like the Robbie Williams uh, of uh, the 80s? Uh, I don't know. I mean, didn't see, I always got confused too. Because I think there were two Paul Youngs in Mike and the Mechanics. And wasn't he one of them? No, this Paul Young is a different Paul Young. This is the every time you go away, Paul Young. Yes. And he wasn't and he was never in Mike and the Mechanics. No, but I think a guy named Paul Young is in Mike and the Mechanics. Now, now I gotta look it up. Not that I don't believe. Oh no, it was Paul. Okay, so it was Paul Carrick. Paul Carrick, yes. That's why I got confused. That's okay. It's easy to do. What's your next song? My next song. So this show was what I kind of consider my first big time concert production. There were three bands on this show. All right. Um, and I went with two of my buddies. And as if I'm not mistaken, I know my brother was there. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that rock solid listener, Joe Reynolds was also at this show. All right. At the same time, it was Cinderella extreme and David Lee Roth. Now I saw oh. this show in Chicago at, I think Tinley park. Okay. But I, but I can tell you at Tinley park, uh, this show was not selling tickets. And so they were charging oh. like $20 a car load. Oh, no. yeah, it was a, it was a pretty dismal turnout and I don't remember any specifics about it other than the three bands. I can't like, I don't have it in my memory banks. Nothing was, I think he, nothing he, was memorable I, about it for me. I think he rode a, he rode a microphone or something. No, yeah. I thought, well, there was a giant, but I don't know. You know what? I think it rose up out of it. There was a giant bottle of Jack Daniels that yeah, it, was squirted out. We were told. Squirt it squirted that stuff out. We we were we were meant to believe it was squirting out Jack Daniels. Sure. It was probably just something from the spectrum sewer. But they said it was Jack Daniels. All right. Uh and I it was a ball. I had a great, I had a great time at that show. And I just bought a little in enough on vinyl today. It all comes around. Produced by Bob Rock. Yes, it was it's a great album. It's just another it album is a great that got album. lost in that. You know, Nirvana, grunge, you know, whatever. Yeah, I love, I like this album a ton. So the song is A Little Ain't Enough, which, by the way, you have a line from this in your Twitter handle. Yes, the got, I uh, was vaccinated with a phonograph needle one summer break. I love this, might be my favorite David Lee Roth song. 
All right, here we go. You know who it's co-written by? Um, well, I, I think I do. Um, okay, hold on. Um, here's my first guess. Jude Cole? No. Uh, give me initials. R.N. Had a big oh, hit. Oh, Ro- Robbie Neville. Robbie Neville. Yeah, yep. see, th- I, I, those two, Jude Cole and Robbie Neville, I know <laughs> I they're not the what, same. Yeah, yeah, but, they kind of mixed together. Yeah. All right, here we go. I've become a diplomaniac. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, I like shoot it. I like hammerhead shark, babies on yep. fire, sensible shoes. The it's production's great. Production's great on it. Yeah, but yeah, it just it, sadly it was kind of the beginning of the end. I think we're not the yeah. well, not the end, but you know, it was kind of downhill from there. Good tune, good tune. And you and Joe Reynolds could have been at a urinal next to each other. You don't know. <laughs> It's very possible because I believe he was, we were both on the floor. Yeah. You just don't he know. He may have been, if I remember correctly, he was like a row or two away from my brother from, cause we've, we've had this conversation. All right. Uh, second concert I ever saw was cheap trick at the Pittsburgh civic arena on the all shook up tour. Uh, people in front of us snorted cocaine. Nice. Uh, I never seen that before. Certainly. <laughs> In 1981, at uh, 16 years old, uh, the opening band was UFO, and they were touring with an album called "The Wild, The Willing, and the Innocent." I think I only really knew one UFO song. Maybe I had heard um, um, "Lights Out" or something on rock radio, but I didn't know anything about them. Didn't know anything about them. And as soon as they hit the stage, they were immediately one of my favorite bands. Like immediately. Like yeah, they've escaped me for some reason. I don't, it's, I don't it's know okay. why. It's okay. I mean, I, I think they escape a lot of people because you really had to seek them out. But I was a fan, uh, you know, the next day I probably went and bought this album and then I bought all their albums, you know, past and then first day of release hmm. forever. I'm just. Were they from. So I don't really know the background of them either. Are they from a, like a foreign country or are they they're from the UK? They're from the UK. Okay. Yeah. That, that probably is British hard rock. I, I, they're more hard, hard rock than heavy metal. Right. 
Uh, I also might have known the song Too Hot to Handle. That's probably the one I knew. But anyway, this is my favorite UFO album to this day. Um, everything they did that night, I was just like, who are th- who is this? Like, and that's such a great feeling to be hit over the head and right. it makes such an impact on you. So this song is from that album and they played it that night. It's called Making Moves. I know you love the band Thunder, Dave. I bet Thunder would cite UFO as a influence. Yeah, they probably would. Yeah. They probably they, would. Yeah. All right. Who's next? Let me, uh, I don't want to miss anyone. I've been jumping all around over this playlist. Oh, here's a buddy of ours. He's played Name That Tune with us a bunch of times. Hasn't been there recently, but he's always fun. So let's hear this dude. Hey, it's Jeff chiming in with this month's Patreon pick of my first concert ever. Jeff Frank, you got to give your full name, people. I'm going to back it up. Here we go. Hey, it's Jeff chiming in with this month's Patreon pick of my first concert ever. And I'm going with how much more from the Go-Go's off their debut album. So the date is September 21st, 1982, the Bayfront Center, St. Pete, Florida, I'm just starting my freshman year of high school. It's about a year or so into the birth of MTV. And of course, the Go-Go's are all over the channel, splashing around. I was hooked. So me and my buddy Rob decide this would make a great first concert ever experience. Get tickets, make our own quote-unquote punk rock shirts, get some fake earrings. Parents drop us off, pick us up. Great first show, great experience. Uh, A Flock of Seagulls and the Red Rockers opened, and I was never the same. So I say crank it and stay frosty. the show gina and kathy that's a good show for a teenage boy the go-go's sure the parents took them that's probably a safe show probably not but probably yes i mean from dropped them off and then picked them up right well (laughs) they didn't have to find their way home what if they did but i mean like but i meant that they didn't actually take them to the show they just kind of dropped them off and our parents uh, dropped us off and then we were fucked we didn't know how to get back home it was a test. 
You want to go to a rock show? Fine. You have to find Fine. your way. Good luck home. getting home, you pricks. You and your fake earrings. Yeah, and you better that better not be real. It better be fake. <laughs> I did that. Father you did a real earring happy. or a fake earring? I went to the dinner table with a fake earring, and uh, my father was not amused. I had this. I had my ear pierced, double pierced, had two. Because I thought, why, why get one? Why not get two? The holes are still open. I can still put uh, an earring in there if I choose to. And that's my my body, my choice. Um, <laughs> but my dad, I got it done in college. And then my dad picked me up to come home for the weekend. And of course, he's driving. So that ear is to him. Right. Never noticed. Never noticed. Huh. Okay, it was. And it was double when he didn't notice? It was double. It was two studs, two gold balls. Wow. <laughs> why? Why is that funny? I don't know. Why are you why are you immature? <laughs> I don't know, because maybe about 20 minutes ago you were singing Suck My Balls to Sweet Caroline. Maybe that's why. You told me to. You wrote it down. You wrote I didn't you I told wrote you, you what, wrote me a cue card. I told you what those those uh low lives in college used to sing i was not in support of it yeah <laughs> now i'm recording this but what if i wasn't what if all of a sudden i said oh i forgot to hit record wouldn't that be a bite in the ass <laughs> we just have to do this all over we couldn't recapture it the gold that's happening this is it, platinum it's true all right i'm gonna play it's another very special we know this guy too i call him old kyle because he's not my nephew. Mm. He's old Kyle. But wouldn't your nephew be old Kyle? Cause he was first. Yeah. But I'm this guy's older age? than Kyle. This guy's older than Kyle. I'm talking about age. Okay. This is Kyle Hildreth who does a fellow fellow kiss hater. Yep. And he does yes. tons of our artwork. So thank you, Kyle. Yes. Here we go. That was a great job. Hey everybody, it's Kyle Hillers from the Woods of Western Mass, and for my first concert, I saw the classic band Love Hate with their quote-unquote hits, Blackout in the Red Room, and why do you think they call it dope? Okay, well, this is technically true. They were really just opening for ACDC. So November 4th, 1990, I was 14 years old, and this is the third stop on the Razor's Edge tour, and the show was great. Malcolm Young had come back after his stint in rehab and having Stevie Young take over for the first time for him. Chris Slade was on drums, um, amazing drummer, but had a great job on the album as well, but really just didn't fit in with the band, didn't have that Phil Rudd kind of swing. And the weird thing about this show was that Cliff Williams, the bassist, he was out due to either sickness or injury. So they had a guy named Paul Gregg fill in for a couple shows. And I had no idea at the time and didn't find out till later. So that was a nice little surprise. Uh, the song I picked was from the Razor's Edge. They played it that night. It's a fast song, uh, a little mechanical, but fun. So here's ACDC with Fire Your Guns.
produced by the aforementioned Bruce Fairbairn. Yeah, I thought he was going to play a love-hate song. No, are I know. Fa- are you familiar with that album? I'm not. The first side of that Blackout in the Red Room album is is just so good. It's it's horrible and good all at the same time, but it's really good. And then side two? I, I don't even remember because like he mentioned Blackout in the Red Room. Why do you think they call it dope? There's a song called Fuel the Run. I don't know if there's, I can't think of the second. I felt like the second side just kind of wasn't that great, but the first uh, side was really good. Uh, hey, did you watch Better Call Saul yet tonight? Uh, no, no, we're about we're behind because we were we were at the shore this past. Oh, weekend, so you're gonna watch so. two two in a row? Well, uh, last week was the first. Well, last week, well, you've you've seen all the first half of the last season, right? Of yes. Season six. Okay, well, I so, saw the return episode last week. Okay, so then you and just then have, one of them aired last night, right? Sunday night. Is it Sunday or is it Monday? It's Monday today, but doesn't it air on Sunday nights? Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. All right. Well, we haven't watched it yet either. So good. This is good conversation for people. Okay. Of course. Uh, Dave, what's your next song? I don't have another song. You you do. Did, you said you might three. call an. You said oh, you I could. I was. Well, I said I was going to possibly call an audible. So remember, I said earlier that I cheated. Yeah. So that second show that I saw at uh, the Man Music Center was the Steve Miller Band. Okay. But uh, Lou Graham opened up for the Steve Miller band. And it was actually one of the coolest concert moments I've ever had because he did his set. He was touring for the long, hard look album. And then he came out and right before he came out for uh, his encore, uh, it was this man music center. So it was one of these like outdoor amphitheater places, this huge thunderstorm rolls in. It starts pouring out on the grass and he comes out and does jukebox hero with that whole opening standing in the rain. Wow. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a really cool concert moment. So, uh, my song is, what did I give you? Angel, Angel with a dirty, dirty face. face. And then probably I have questions. Given you, probably should have given you jukebox hero. Come we don't have that. a solo version of his. That's true. This is a great song. Let me ask you something. Lou Graham solo, who was playing guitar with him? Is this where we're going? Is it? Well, the, I think it was. I'm not uh, trying to trick. I'm not trying to trick you. <laughs> Wasn't Mills Lofgren there? Was he on this album though? He is on this album. Other? I mean, what was, uh, what's, uh, what's the guy from, uh, oh my God, from Def Leppard. 
he was in Vivian, Vivian, Vivian Campbell. Campbell. Vivian Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays he, on this too. Yeah, because I know that Shadow uh, was it Shadow King. Shadow, Shadow King. King comes Shadow after King. this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and Bruce Turgan plays bass on this. He was yeah. in Shadow King as well. So it's essentially a Shadow King album. And was it? Uh, did and he did play Foreigner songs too. He definitely played Jukebox Hero, and I think he probably did. Yeah, I think the encore was uh, was Foreigner songs. It was. I mean, that was back in high school, so it's hard to remember. And do you think? Do you think the? Um, do you think Jukebox Hero? Do you think that was in the set list, or he was just calling an audible? Uh, that's an excellent question. I wouldn't surprise me if it was in the set list, but he may have called an audible. Given you know, it's like when we saw uh, Nancy and I saw Billy Joel once, and there was a, I mean, this crazy blizzard in the city, and he opened with Stormfront. Which you know, as we're walking there, and I'm trying to think, oh, what's he going to open with? What's he going to open like, with? I bet you he opens with Stormfront because we're in the middle of a blizzard, and yeah, you know, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. That's not a song he would normally open with. He might not even play it, let alone open with it. Right. Exactly. Um. So yeah, I think Lou Graham may have called an audible there. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, let's move on. Just a few. We have a few left. Let's go with uh, with Tom Neuerberg, my BFF. He's Here walking. He's currently walking. He's yeah. He's probably walking right now. He gets <laughs> uh, he gets a hundred thousand steps in a day. Here we go. Hey everyone out there in rock solid land, this is Tom Neuerberg, your pal from NorCal, chiming in on this episode regarding first concerts my fr- he's got a catchphrase <laughs> i was he does and i was almost hoping it was like i was hoping to hear footsteps in the background but they're not they're not there sometimes he does record when he's walking let's hear that catchphrase <laughs> again here we go hey everyone out there in rock solid land this is tom neuerberg your pal from norcal chiming nice. in on this episode regarding first concerts my first concert i remember it well december 19th 1980 the warfield theater San Francisco, California, Thin Lizzy, my favorite band. Wow. What a night. Not only was it my first concert, but all these years later and all these shows later, it's still one of my best concerts. I got to see Phil Lynott in person, as well as recent guest and friend of the show, Scott Gorham. Woo-hoo. This was wow. 1980. They were touring for the album Chinatown. So why not take a listen to the title track? Chinatown. Pat started off at about the 30-second mark. Don't tell me what to do. Thank you. Chance if you go down in Chinatown. 
All right. Uh, he Now, he doesn't sound like he's a fan of Chinatown. <laughs> he's telling me no, not, not to go all. down there. Maybe he wants it all for himself. Maybe. Doesn't share it. Doesn't want to share. So so I have a question. Let me hear he it. said it was it was uh, one of the best shows he's ever seen, right? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, due to the untimely death of uh, Phil Linet, is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, that's how he said it. Um, it wouldn't necessarily apply to this one. But so let's say you love cheap, you leave, you love Cheap Trick, right? Yeah. Sure. First time you see Cheap Trick, it blows you out of your seat. Like it's the best show you've ever seen. Yeah. Do you find yourself chasing that show for the rest of your life? Like every next time you see Cheap Trick, you know, you're comparing it to that great one that you saw. And it almost spoils the rest of the shows. Well, I saw Cheap Trick. I saw Cheap Trick twice on the All Shook Up tour. The first one was, like I said, the Pittsburgh Civic Arena with UFO opening. But the second one was at the Johnstown War Memorial. And that one was better because we were in the front row. Mm. So, wow. And, uh, and the opening band, <laughs> I got it queued up. I I didn't know anything about this band. I'd never even heard of this band. And these guys came out and my ears were ringing after Crocus. Oh. months later we go to the johnstown war memorial to see ted nugent with opening band but we were so excited because we loved them when they opened for cheap trick because we were like they were just so loud and so raucous well i think they're canadian right they now look you're going to make me look something up. I will. Cause I always get it wrong. They're not Canadian. Hold on. Why did I think they were Canadian? You just hang, you hang tight. Vamp a little bit. Talk. Oh, well, see, now I'm looking it up myself. They're from Switzerland. Ah, all right. I think they're like the most successful band <laughs> from Switzerland. <laughs> Hard rock band. They're the Swiss ACDC. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. My brother had a Crocus album. Did they have a song called "Eat the Rich" or an album oh, called "Eat, Eat the, the Rich", Rich or something Rich. like that? Don't you know life is a bitch? <laughs> Eat the rich. Eat the rich. Of course. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, all right. And how was the second show? Was it great or didn't live up to the first one? In Crocus opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were great. I forget Ted Nugent. I think it was Ted Nugent and his guitar army. I think there were seven guitarists on stage. Jesus. It was a cacophony of junk. Cacophony. All right. This guy, this next guy, he hosted an episode with me called PA Rocks, Pennsylvania Rocks. This is George Worley. Let's hear what he's bringing to the party. I think he's playing one of your favorite artists, Dave, Bruce Springsteen. Hi, Pat. George Worley from Pennsylvania here. 
The first concert I attended was when I was 17, and Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band played Three Rivers Stadium in Pittsburgh on August 11th, 1985. Pat, you were there too, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I was. Wow. Yes, I was. It was the biggest crowd ever assembled at Three Rivers Stadium at that point. Wow. Here we go. A friend of mine camped out overnight to get tickets. No one does that anymore, right? And a bunch of us went down for the day to be part of the crowd of nearly 66,000 who attended this stop on the Born in the USA tour, which was probably the height of Springsteen mania in this country. As he's known to do, Springsteen played a set list of 28 songs over three plus hours, making my first concert a tough one to top. For my song, I picked something relatively recent, Radio Nowhere, from his 2007 album Magic. That's a little bit of a cheat, George. I got to be honest. I would have uh, liked you to play a song from the tour. Yeah, right? From the tour. I mean, I'm not going to berate you too much, but step up your game, George. <laughs> Let's get it in gear. There was apparently a bit of controversy with this song because the opening guitar riffs sound reasonably close to those of Tommy Two-Tone's classic 8675309 Jenny from the early 80s. But still, in my opinion, this song ranks right up there with some of his best from a 50-year career. And that's saying quite a lot. Thanks again for these listener episodes, Pat. And please play Radio Nowhere by Bruce Springsteen. So I'm going to play that intro again, and then I'm going to jump right into the 8675309 Jenny just to just to see. It's um, it's 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 a tad similar. You, Dave, I'll let you be the judge. Here we go. Okay. First of all, Radio Nowhere. What do you think? I got to be honest with you. When you when I heard the Springsteen song the first two times, I thought that's a stretch. And then you played the Tommy Two Tone song, and I do. I mean, I hear it; it's there. But I mean, come on! You really think Bruce Springsteen's sitting down, going, "Hmm, let me rip off that riff from eight six seven five three zero nine"? I think it's. it's I know. Uh, I mean. Bruce loves the count, so if he's going to steal something from that song, he would have stolen those the numbers. numbers. Hey, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. <laughs> I think it's likely coincidence. And come on, he would no. also steal that name and sing a song about Jenny. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. That's a good point. I thought well, actually wasn't a bad song. See, I don't like, I don't hate all Springsteen. Mm-hmm. That one was all right. Yeah. Do you get him confused with Rick Springfield? A lot of people do. I don't. I don't. Actually, they call him Rick. No. He has a song called "They Call Me Rick." Does he? Never. No. I've never heard that one. No. <laughs> Let's try it one more time. Here we go. 
I'll tell you, Springsteen, it's much more muscular, the guitar sound. Yeah, absolutely. And no, I don't hear it there. I mean, listen, if if that whole, you know, if those poor guys that Led Zeppelin stole the Stairway to Heaven. Oh, from, my God. Lost, what a rip. I mean, how do they lose that lawsuit? Oh, say, it's it, such a rip. Oh, it's 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 the worst. If they can't win that, nobody's winning. Uh, Tommy Two-Tone not winning this one. Uh, agree. All right. We only got, let me see how many more guys we have. One, two, three, we have four more, four more guys. I, I don't have anything else. You don't have anything else. One of these guys will be our play out. So let's go with this guy. He's got his intro and his song all together and he's done it nice and short, Aaron. Hello, Pat and the Rock Solid listeners. This is Ian Beresford in Sunkist, Berwick-upon-Tweed, Northern England. For the Patreon created episode, First Gig, I'm going to take you back 41 years to Edinburgh Ingleston Centre on the 10th of July 1981. The headlining act were Rainbow, who were riding high on this UK on the success of I Surrender single and their album Difficult to Cure, but the support band were called Rose Tattoo. Rose Tattoo were from Australia, they originally formed in 1976, but they only started to break internationally in the early 80s. They're fronted by Angry Anderson, who is appropriately named because you've never seen a more vicious looking guy in your life. They were also unbelievably loud. And I think for the last 41 years, that first band has basically impacted my hearing. <laughs> I'll take you forward 39 years. I actually got to see the band again and there was only Angry Anderson left, but they still rocked out brilliantly. And I'm actually going to see them again next week in Glasgow. So if you get a chance, check out some of that early stuff. It's really brilliant. And thanks, Pat, for all your content. And bye to everyone. What do you think of that, Dave? It was some good old sleazy rock right there. That is, yep. That's good stuff. I'm always impressed, too, by the reach of the podcast, man. You hear these people who are just from all over the globe. It's, it never stops you know, impressing me. It, uh, it's it's kind of wild for me, too. Like I, The first time I did one of these episodes and I heard um, accents and where they're from, yeah. I was like, even when people would be like... Uh, yeah, I'm from Idaho. I'd be like, wow, <laughs> we're getting out to Idaho. But right. yeah, across across the pond's a whole different it's thing. It's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, all right. This guy is uh, you know, Newerberg has a catchphrase. This guy's <laughs> got a nickname. So here we go. First, a shout out to Steve O'Dockerson and Craig Trombley for their outstanding contributions to songs in the prior episode. Whoa, look at what the heck. Here's a guy, wow. here's a listener giving kudos to other listeners. Callbacks. 
Yeah. Steve O'Dockerson and Craig Trombley, this guy loves you. Let's hear it again. <laughs> First, a shout out to Steve O'Dockerson and Craig Trombley for their outstanding contributions to songs in the prior episode. Damn, Pat Francis, I just about had the perfect submission for this listener episode. Slash Dog X here. Decades ago, the opening act for my first concert was scheduled to be none other than rock-solid super guest, Susie Quattro. Yes. Sadly, she had to cancel that particular date for some reason. However, the main act did not disappoint. My dad had shockingly granted my 15th birthday wish and drove me and a couple of my buddies five hours to see my first concert. That's bad parenting. Well, you don't know who it is yet. Mm, I think I do. <laughs> Here we go. Even Here we go. I couldn't believe he did that since it was a band my parents hated with a passion. From the original Welcome to My Nightmare Tour, Alice Cooper. Welcome to my... All right, Slash Dog X, giving some props to some other listeners. And I noticed that he didn't give props to a Dave Festini. No, no. All right, two more. This next but, 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 uh, Alice Cooper threatening to you, like that song you just heard. Is that, I, I don't find, if I were a, a parent and I heard that, that's not, you know. The stage show's more threatening, even though it's done tongue in cheek. If you don't right. know that, you know, hangs himself, cuts his head off, you know, beats right. up only women bleed. He beats up a uh, a love doll, you know, a nurse comes out and sticks him in the ass with a, a needle. I mean, you know. I, know, I just don't ever. He's supposed to be like the, you know, the granddaddy of shock rock. And I just never hear anything that's like threatening. I never hear anything where I'd be like, oh, God, my, you know, can't let the kids hear that. I don't want to go to see a show and though and hear music and see a stage show that makes me uneasy. Well, no, I'm not saying to the audience. Yeah. I'm saying to like parents or, you know, um, he never seems to me to be like the, you know, with it, maybe back in the day with the snakes and the, I don't know. Yeah, I think he, it all I think, seems kind of, you know, like a circus act, but now it does. Right. Maybe right, back maybe then back it was then a little more. All right, this next band I've never heard of in my life. They're called MEO245. Nope, never heard of it. Dave's putting a little uh, eye drops in his eyes. Yeah, it's getting late. My eyes are dry. Two more. Okay. Oh, sorry no. to keep you. I don't need my eyes to do I the show. Look, I won't ask you to do it again if it's going to be a hassle. <laughs> I mean, if you don't like it, you should just say, be honest. How, how dare you? All right, here we go. From a foreign land, this gentleman. Yes. Hello, Pat, and to all the rock-solid listeners tuning in around the world, this is Stephen Perry from over in the Blue Mountains in Sydney, Australia, with my selection for this month's Patreon-curated episode. The first concert I went to was in 1980. It was in Sydney at the Roundhouse, and it was to see the Romantics, who were riding high in the charts with What I Like About You. Supporting them that evening was Mio245. 
They're a band originally from Tasmania. They relocated to Melbourne. They released one album in 1981 entitled Screen Memory and a six-track EP in September 1982. Unfortunately, they disbanded shortly after the Rites of Passage EP. The song that I've picked for you is their first single. It's called Lady Love, and it got a little bit of airplay over here in Australia. Unfortunately, Mio245 have disappeared into the history pages of Australian music, but they will always hold a special place in my heart, being the first band that I ever saw. Thanks, Pat, for all the great shows. Hope everybody is well and safe. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Mio245 with Lady Love. I work hard every single day It seems like years that I've lived this way Come home late at night I'm just tired to say The things I want to say song is lady love <laughs> from and who is that again meo245 oh, come on what you that know, stands for what would that stand for let's see if we can uh make it stand for something creepy um uh, <laughs> i don't know the o could be orgasm oh yeah yeah uh the e my, could be every so my... every orgasm um, what would the MB? My every, my my every orgasm. My every orgasm two four five, yeah. two four five is that's the uh, artificial intelligence uh, woman that he's uh, having sex with. Uh, Did I make it creepy boy. enough? It's pretty creepy, futuristically creepy, which is impressive. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Now, Dave, we're gonna say goodbye now, and then we're gonna let Jerry Riggs take us out. He's gonna okay. introduce. He's going to introduce his song, and that'll be the playout song. You won't hear it because we're saying goodbye, and I'll put it oh. in afterwards. Well, that's fair. So, Dave, yes. thank yes. you for giving up some of your daughter's birthday night. It's I mean, perfectly if, fine. I mean, from what we've heard earlier, she's probably passed out. She's on a bender. She's, yeah, she's, uh, yeah. She's, she's of age now. But it's legal. It's yeah. legal now. And she's under her uh, home roof. So. Yeah. I'm sure she's throwing shot glasses into the fireplace as we speak. I actually took her to see, I dropped her off to see Slayer when she was 11. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I, I get, I get worried dropping my kids off to concerts out here. I get worried dropping my kids off anywhere, going to the mall these days, but um, it's the worst. It's the worst. It sucks. Thanks America. Okay. So, right. Dave, where can we find you on the uh, on the Twitters and stuff? Are you on Instagram? Uh, I I am. I think it's just my. I don't know what my. Uh, I know my my Twitter handle is at dfestini. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Instagram should just be my name. If you just search my name, it should come up. But, is it uh, David, David, or Dave? Probably David. And do you likely. prefer David? Because I call you Dave. I either way. Uh, David, I think I I usually use in more formal situations, but I will your, answer to either. What does your wife call you? 
Problem. She calls me Dave. If she were to call me David, there's trouble brewing. Oh, there's trouble. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, and your, uh, your Twitter's mostly music talk and fun stuff. Generally music talk. Yeah. My Instagram account is almost always a, a vinyl. Every once in a while, something else slips in, but uh, yeah, you, you'll post a vinyl of the day, what you're listening yeah. to a nice a picture. work from home. Yes. Work from home vinyl. And I know, and I know what tomorrow I'm not going to, don't tip. spoil it. I'm not well, going to tip it. By the time this airs, it'll no, be it's true. a week ago. But uh, one of the songs we talked about this evening is on. Ooh, it. Put it okay, that I like it. A little tease. Yeah. We are at Rock Solid Show, and you can go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the show. Um, we have some cool merch, but I don't push the merch. If you want it, get it. If not, you know, go to hell. Um, <laughs> also, go to Rock Solid Podcast. That's the salesperson. That's not right? That's, I just said it again. Go to patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast if you want to support the show. And I don't understand why you're not. And that, yeah. that's my impression of Julio on her 21st birthday. And I don't understand why you wouldn't. I mean, he's giving some good content. And you can win, you could give an intro and you can play MEO fuck you or whatever you want. All right. Thanks. And with that, I'm Pat Francis. You're Dave Festini. I, I say am. it all the time. If you lived out here, you'd be a regular uh, in-person uh, co-host. Well, am I, are you, are you suggesting I pick my family up and move out to California? How bad do you want it? That's a good point. <laughs> What's your commitment? And look, I don't say that to everyone. You know that. I don't say that to West Anthony or Steve O'Dockerson. I say, to, I say it to the people that are good. Oh. <laughs> okay that's not it's not, and nice. with that, it's not necessarily wrong and with that everyone please enjoy jerry riggs introducing a song thank you dave thank you hello rock solid nation this is jerry riggs coming to you from columbus ohio the first concert i saw happened on june 26th 1984 at the ohio center in columbus the concert was the scorpions with bon jovi as the opening act the Scorpions were touring their most successful album at the time, Love at First Sting. I was able to talk my parents into letting a 15-year-old go to a concert with his friend and his older brother who happened to drive us to the show. Looking at my ticket stub I saved, the cost of the ticket was $12, including tax. Nowadays, $12 won't cover one of the many service charges. The one song I remember that they played that night came from the previous album called Blackout, and the song was Dynamite, which is one of my favorite songs from that album. 38 years later, and over 400 concerts under my belt, I still love seeing live music. Thanks, Pat, as always. Everyone stay safe and keep rocking.
I just, I don't, I can't stand that the tone of the, with the accent, like there are, he's like one of the only guys who, when he sings, you hear his accent. That's because right? he, he doesn't, he's singing phonetically probably. He doesn't speak English. In 82, I bet not much. Really? Because when I saw them about 15 years ago, it was very much like, hello, Los Angeles. <laughs> you know, not a lot of, <laughs> we are scorpions. Seriously, not a, lot of, not, not a lot of banter between songs. Not a lot of banter. Normally, I lay down the tracks that are submitted. What was that? Did, did you hear that? No, I don't even. I don't even know if I. I, don't, I can just unplug it. What was that? That was Alexa telling me that someone just drove up. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.